Before we get into what we're going to talk about today, I wanted to share a story with you. And today's one of the story times. So, uh, you know, go ahead and get your uh, camping chairs out and uh, go ahead and get the s'mores ready because it's going to be a little quick story real quick before we get into the, today's episode. But in saying that, this goes back to 2013, 2014, around that time, it was sophomore year uh, when I was in college. And I remember the Lord showing me something that I'll never forget, something that really changed my outlook on myself and others and even of him. And it all and all happened at this this small little church, a small little church about 30 minutes away from where I went to school and uh, and and lived at that time. And through this church was where I had my very first paid ministry job and I got offered a job as a youth pastor. And so this Sunday was like no other Sunday. I was sitting there. I remember I was sitting on the right side of this little church. So if you can picture this, this small little country church. And I was sitting on the right side. And to the left of me was a woman who every single week would volunteer her time and her talents and her, and her effort to be able to play piano so that we can worship. She shared with me that she never felt confident in her playing, even to that day. That she never felt confident in her playing. She always felt like she messed up a lot. And to my ears and to my knowledge, I, I didn't really see or hear a lot of that. But this Sunday, I remember hearing her miss a note. And I remember um, kind of looking over um, to see her because every single week she would, she would have a reaction on her face um, whenever she would miss a note. And for some reason this Sunday, I, I, just, I just wanted to see her reaction. And I, I don't know why, but I, I looked on over there and I remember seeing her get visually frustrated. And I remember her just being so disappointed. And she continues to play, but you can tell that all she's thinking about as she's playing this beautiful melody is the fact that she just messed up that last note. If anything, maybe you can relate with this woman. I know I can relate. We're all our worst critics. But I remember looking over to her, seeing her frustration. And it was almost as if the Lord said to me, Jonah, right now, look at her. Look, look at what, what just happened. She missed a note. And except for her focusing on the beautiful melody that is being made and the fact that I'm using her to make this beautiful melody, all that she can think about is the fact that she missed a note. And Jonah, right now, I want you to think that and, and, and just see through this example that you are no different than this, this example. That Jonah, you are a broken, broken person. And, and, I, and I, at that moment, I knew I was broken. There was so, there's so much flaws and, and worry and anxiety and, 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 and regrets within me, even to this day. And maybe you can relate with that as well. But it was almost as if at that moment, the Lord was saying, look, she has regrets. She's a broken person. She missed a note. She's not perfect. But he said, Jonah, you are nothing different than a broken yet beautiful piano piece in my eyes. And I remember just thinking about that and being in awe that I wasn't even focusing no longer on the song that we were singing or the piano that was playing, but it was almost like I had this moment with the Lord where I realized that, yes, I am broken, but Lord, you love me despite my brokenness. You use me despite my brokenness. That even though I am a broken piece and people of the world and, and, and people around me and even myself remind me that all the time, that, that, that people remind us all the times, you're broken, you're messed up, you're flawed, uh, you, you know, you're not perfect. You're, you know, all, every single day we're bombarded with these, with these, these thoughts and, 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 and these words that come towards us, telling us and reminding us that we are broken. But the Lord doesn't ignore the fact that we're broken, but he says, you are beautiful despite that. Why? Because I love you and because you are mine. And as we go into today's episode, I wanted to start with that story to share that today we're talking about regrets. Regrets. 
worries, flaws, you know, those times where we have messed up and those times that we cringe because we think about who we were or what we've done or maybe right now you're living the moment and and you can cringe at, at what you've done and you hate yourself sometimes and and you hate who you are and you hate the the flaws and 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 all the regrets that you have and sometimes if you're like me at night, maybe you lay awake like lay awake at night and think like all the times you've blown it and all the times you messed up. When we feel like failures, we are still works in progress, even in the moments where we cringe. And so thank you so much for joining. Welcome to the Color and Chaos podcast. Welcome to the Color and Chaos Podcast. Again, thank you so much for joining. If this is your first time, thank you so much. And and my hope and my prayer, I say this almost every week, my hope and prayer is that through this, that we could be able to look at our day and and our week and, and, and where we're at in our lives, no matter the chaos, no matter our flaws, worries, fears, doubts, um, all the confusion and, 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 the, and just the noise in our life, regardless of that, that we can look at today and see a color, see a beauty that can come out of that and a growth that our creator is producing within us, even through the hardest of times. And so kind of going off what we talked about at the very beginning, um, the story with, uh, with the lady playing piano, it was a moment I'll never forget. And we're talking about our cringes today. What makes you cringe? When you look back at yourself, you know, what, 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 when you look back at yourself, what makes you cringe? For, for many, it might be a haircut. It might be a, something as silly and as stupid as a haircut. Maybe it's something that you posted on social media back in the day, or maybe it's a relationship you were in and you blew it, that you messed up. And uh, there was something within that relationship that you regret, that you maybe said or did, or, or maybe that you felt something you failed to see or something you failed to say. And, and it's something that maybe haunts you. Or maybe you're living in a cringe right now. Maybe you kind of like wake up and, and there's there's stuff that you don't like that are going on in your life and, and you just can't stand it and you don't want to be anywhere near it. And then no matter where that finds you, we all have those moments where we cringe. And that word cringe, it, I feel like it's kind of a new word. I don't really remember hearing it much when I was in, in school. Um, maybe later on towards college, I would hear it a lot, but usually when somebody says cringe, they're talking about something that's kind of embarrassing, something that kind of, um, you know, maybe it's something that you do or some, somebody else does that's kind of embarrassing, kind of awkward. And it makes you kind of not want to look at it because you're kind of embarrassed for them. And so when we're talking about cringe, I know if I'm being very honest with you, there is every single day moments where I think about something that, that I did or I said or some, um, some, just something that has happened in my past where I, I just, ah, uh, you know, it's like that, that cringe moment where like, ah, uh, I, I hate that. I, I would love to re, rewrite that and, and, and to record over it. It's almost like that VHS, if you remember back in the day with the VHSs, you can rewind, rewind the tape back and then hit record and it will record over what was just there. But what happens when we look at the Bible 
And it talks about so much of these beautiful verses. And, and you might have heard this verse before, but it comes out, out of Lamentations 3, 23. And he says this, that his compassions, they are new every morning. Great is, he's talking to the Lord, great is your faithfulness. What happens when we know and we've heard and it becomes a cliche at this point? We've heard, okay, the Lord's love is new every morning, every morning, every morning. And there's songs have been written about it. And, you know, currently there's two songs that come to my mind just thinking about this alone. There's a Audrey Assad song um, off of her, um, uh, off of her, um, not her newest CD, but the one before that. It's called New Every Morning. And it's talking about that idea that, that Lord, your, your mercies are new every morning. Your mercies are new every morning. And, and and also a Nicole Nordeman song. She's actually one of my favorite artists, uh, kind of having a geek out moment. But Nicole Nordeman, she has a second track off her, off of her Woven and Spun album, where it's pretty much the exact same thing. Is you know your mercies are new every morning, and she's talking about look, I mess up, but every single day you still pursue and you're faithful after my heart. And so what happens when we know these verses? But every single day we can't remember that we wake up and and I don't know if you're like me. <laughs> which you might be, you might not. I am a, I'm, I am a unique bird, but with me, I know I wake up and I think so much about regrets, especially if I'm being honest with you past uh, the, the, the past relationship I was in, or, or maybe, um, you know, things that, I, that, that I did yesterday or, or, or times where I rebelled against the Lord and did what I wanted to do. And, and, and all of a sudden it comes back to my mind, almost like on this endless loop of Jonah. Yeah. You messed up. You're a failure. You, you stink. And, and you know, Oh, you know, yeah, yeah. You don't deserve to be loved and all all these thoughts. Well, what blows my mind is the fact that, yes, the Bible says that his mercies are new every morning, but why do at times we don't feel as if they are new every morning? And I want to share a story of where I was at in 2016 around this time. It was it was a, about a month before where we're at right now in August. As I'm recording this, is, is towards the end of August. But there's a memory that comes to my mind when I'm thinking about cringing and thinking about my mistakes and my past. It's, it's Jul- J- July 2016. And I remember on this specific day, it was the very last month I was living in South Carolina in my apartment. And I was in the process of moving out because I knew the Lord was calling me up here to Michigan. And he was opening up doors and I wanted to be faithful in that. So it was the very last month I was I was there in the apartment. Um, a couple months before, um, the, the, the person that I was engaged to, we broke up after a three year relationship and I just graduated college about a couple months before this as well. So a lot of transitions were going on in my life, but at the same time, I remember waking up this day and feeling like Jonah, there are sins in your life. There are struggles that you've been having in your life that you have been wrestling with since before you gave your life to Christ. And even now, after you gave your life to Christ, you are still struggling with these same sins. And in my life, I know one of the biggest struggles that I have struggled with and, and vices that I, that I turn to at, at my darkest times is, is the sin of pornography and, and, and lust and, and given into sexual compromise. And at this moment, I remember I wake, I, I woke up and, 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 and in that morning I, I fell and I messed up and it was another one of those days of, of just being disgusted over the fact that I am still wrestling with, uh, with these sins and these vices. And, and, and I couldn't comprehend, Lord, I know you are working in me and Lord, I know I love you, but why am I still struggling with this? And, and I had the day off work at that day. And I remember waking up and I went out to this part where I was living and it kind of overviewed, uh, the, the city of Columbia. It was off in the distance and there, it was just a beautiful place. It was one of the highest 
highest elevations within Columbia, South Carolina. And I would go out there a lot and pray and read the Bible and just seek him. And I remember as I was out there on, on this hill, I remember I just started reading over my past journals. I've shared this before, but I have a huge backpack full of journals. Every single day I journal. I journal my thoughts, my feelings, my emotions, what the Lord's teaching me out of his words, what uh, out, out of the word of God, the Bible, and, and what he's trying to show me. And I remember just sitting there and saying, you know what, Lord, I'm going to just sit here and I'm going to seek you because, Lord, I don't know what's broken within me. Because I don't know why I'm still wrestling with this. And, and, and an amazing thing happened. It was a very powerful moment, one that I'll never forget. I remember as I was reading over my journals, I remember cringing just at the fact of, of so many times throughout these many years, four to five years uh, of following after Christ and seeing moments where I would be like, Lord, I love you. And the next moment, oh, Lord, I messed up. You know, oh, Lord, I love you. And, and, and Lord, where are you? And, and all these ebbs and flows. And for hours, I was just sitting out there to the point that it started getting dark. And I remember as I started reading a little bit, I put down my journals and I started to weep. And I wrote these, I, I wrote these words and I wanted to share these words with you to, to share a truth out of this. That no matter where you're at today, where you're saying, you know what, Jonah, I cringe over my mistakes and I can't seem to stop this loop that goes on in my head that telling me that I'm a failure and telling me that, that how can the Lord love me when, when you've done X, Y, and Z. And, and I wanted to share this with you to kind of bring you within, uh, within another fellow person's broken heart and also see where the Lord met me at this moment and how he met me right here and he can meet you just like he met me at this moment and just like he met me at that old church when I was watching the, uh, the, the woman play piano. And so I wanted to read this. I wrote this down. This is July 13th, 2016. I wrote this. Jesus, I write this in absolute humility, confessing my arrogance, pride, pomp, and utmost rebellion. I read back over just now some of my old journals, and you showed me where I've been controlling and missing things. Jesus, I've whored myself out so much and given so much of my heart that you alone deserved. I am embarrassed by the billion of time, billions and billions of times that I cried out for mercy, yet I have more times that I have rebelled than I can count. There is a sad truth that I never truly pour my heart out to you unless crap hit, hits the fan or when I compromise myself sexually, financially, or emotionally. I am so embarrassed and I am so sick of myself and my sin. I really couldn't love me. And page after page, I was reminded that I truly, alone and outside of you, I truly deserve hell. For day after day, I would raise my hands and appreciate verses of your Bible that made me feel good. Yet behind the scenes, in my arrogance, I would be trying to manipulate times and events to go the way that I want and desire. Almost every day, the, the, the woman that I was with would tell me that she didn't feel ready for marriage, yet I would be so overcome by my feelings and beliefs that I wouldn't stop to truly surrender that feeling to you. Now, my one-day wife would have to read over these pages of how I gave my heart away. I also, day after day, prayed for purity, yet constantly said sorry for compromising sometimes, only hours after praying for purity. I have compromised billions of times, and in sick perversion of your plan, I have robbed my future wife over and over and over what she alone deserves. 
But through it all, Jesus, you freaking blow my mind that you, who know what what I know now as I sit here, as I write this, and you know my tomorrow, and clearly you have walked every day with me, by my side, being present in times of good and bad. And you right now stand outside of time, but you come into this moment as I write to you, and you give me what I need for that day. And this day is no exception. You have forgiven me way more times than I can count. And even as I write this, 8.16 p.m., you knew as I woke up and I gave myself over to my desires that I would have this experience and be writing to you as I currently am. You know when I will be reading over this again. I guess I am reading over it again. (laughs) And you also know who one day will read this. And you know then what I do not know now. The best entries in my journals were not the billions of times that I that I wrote worrying and praying over relationships and uh, of myself and school, but instead the best entries in the journals was when I prayed for my sp- myself and our relationship, Lord, and I spoke honestly and openly to you, even through my mistakes. You also right now are helping me see that the best is yet to come. Despite all that I just said, you know who I am and how easy it is to sin. Yet you grow me more now than I ever was before. The joy of my childlike faith back when I surrendered to you in 2011 still remains through your Holy Spirit that is working within me despite my mess ups. Things are so easy to see when they are in hindsight. However, however, it is blocked when I am emotionally tied to the current state of events and not truly firstly surrendering where I am to you who holds my life in your hands. Jesus, you've made me, and despite my sin, you love me as I come. You died for me to come to you, and you would do it again in a heartbeat. Jesus, you died for me to come to you. You died for the arrogant and blind man that I just read from all these years in my journal. You love that man so much that you died so that he would love you back. You are faithful. You are faithful. You are faithful in your love for me. I've seen countless sunsets where I'm sitting right now as I write you this. I've prayed countless of prayers where I'm sitting right now as well. And I've felt countless emotions where I'm currently sitting. But you know it all. Through every mistake, decision, action, or thought, and dream, you have faithfully walked and held me. I've never walked alone, even when I felt and feel alone. Whether when I was moving in with Felix, Jacob, Andy and Amanda, Paul and Betty, Pineview Apartments, or right now as I get ready to to potentially go to Michigan. God, it really doesn't change anything at all where I go. Whether I'm working at Bethel, at the CIU Kitchen, at the Credit Union, Chick-fil-A, Best Buy, at Jubilee Academy, at Publix, or on my knees, it really doesn't matter to you where I'm at. You are unconditionally faithful in your love for me. Search me, O God, and know my heart. This comes from Psalms 139, 23, 24. Search me, O God, know my heart. Test me. Know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. All I need is you, Jesus. Jesus, please use me. I'm yours. And the reason why I just read that is not just to read another journal entry. But hopefully it's an invitation for you 
to know that you are loved and that the Lord is faithful to you despite what makes you cringe of what you've done or what you are doing. And that love that he has for us produces a growth and a change and a heart change and a perspective change in us that goes far beyond anything we can do on our own. And what that journal entry doesn't show is after I wrote that, the sun was already kind of down and I was barely able to able to see as I was writing that. I remember walking back to my apartment and I remember as I was walking, just I just started to feel broken over over the times that I've messed up and the, and the times that I just missed it and I fell to surrender to the Lord what was rightfully his and and to trust him with my days and and with my relationships and I remember walking back to my apartment and I, from this point I didn't eat anything that day I didn't eat any breakfast or lunch and and at this point as you just read or you just heard it was about nine o'clock at night so it was around dinner time and I remember going back to my apartment I was just so disgusted over my sin and my rebellion and I knew I needed to get something to eat. So I remember warming up a bowl of soup. And I, I couldn't stand to eat anything else. And I remember warming up the bowl of soup. And as I was sitting there by the by the microwave in this one-bedroom apartment that, that would, would have been um, where uh, me and my fiancé would have moved into for the time being after marriage, I remember sitting there by the microwave just broken over, over what I just read and the whole day that I've had and just thinking about the Lord's faithfulness that I started to weep. And I remember leaving my soup in the microwave and, and just forgetting about it. I remember falling to my knees and begging. Begging God, saying, God, take my life, take my life, my life is yours. And what's crazy is that I, 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 I did that, I already did that, my life was already his. But at that moment of me thinking about the things that made me cringe, it was producing this repentance within my heart that I said, you know what, Lord, I want to fill you anew. Lord, please help me feel that your mercies are new. Because I know what your word says, but I need to feel it right now, Lord. I need to feel that your mercies are new. And what was so crazy, just like when I gave my life to him back in 2011, as I was sitting there and I was crying and I was just broken before the Lord and being honest with him, at that moment, I remember I started laughing and just praising him and saying, God, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And what I was saying, I was saying, God, thank you that you are God when I am clearly not. I am messed up. I am broken. But he was showing me that he's faithful, even when we are broken, yet beautiful piano pieces. Why? Because he loves us. He loves you so much that he doesn't look at us through the eyes of our brokenness, but he looks at us through the eyes of purity. And when we surrender to that purity, when we surrender to Jesus, when he looks down, he sees himself through us, even though right now we are not yet who we are going to become. We, are, we do not fully reflect Jesus. If you are listening to this and watching this and you are a follower of Christ, you do not reflect Jesus yet completely. There's, there's things within you that he's ch still chiseling away. You are a work in progress. I don't care if you're Billy Graham or you just gave your life to the Lord last night. We're all in the same playing field. He is chiseling away at us piece by piece by piece, refining us and wooing our tired and weary hearts. And if you're listening to this and watching this and you are not yet a follower of Christ, he still loves you no different than he loves me. The only thing is, is that he's given you an invitation to love him back 
back and to accept him and to surrender to him. And right now you have a moment where you can do that, but his love for you doesn't change. He loves you despite your love for him. And he loves you so much that he allows you to be where you want to be. If you want to be away from him, he'll allow you to be there, but he'll still pursue after you. That those moments where we cringe, may we not look at those cringe moments of our life and our and our struggles and our past. Not look at those and, and, and push ourselves away from the Lord, but instead let's lean into him saying, Lord, you are faithful despite my unfaithfulness to you. Philippians 3.13 as we close. And Paul is sharing this. He's sharing this to the Philippian church. And he's writing this. He's actually writing from prison. And he says this. As he's talking about in context is Philippians 3. And he's talking about, look, I am not yet who the Lord has is making me to be. I am not completely reflecting him yet. But I am a work in progress. And as he says that, he says this. Brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have laid hold of that, of being, of being who he's made me to be. I don't consider myself being that yet. But one thing I do is this. I forget what's behind and strain towards what's ahead. I forget what's behind and, str- and strive towards what's ahead. What Paul is saying in his moments where he cringes and he looks at his life and he looks at his brokenness, he has, he, at that moment, he's saying, look, I strive to say, look, I am not going to focus on my brokenness. Why? Why am I not going to focus on my brokenness and my mistakes? Because they do not tell the truth. And going back to that question that we asked at the beginning of this episode is saying, look, I know his mercies are new every day, but why don't I feel it? The reason why sometimes we don't feel the fact that his mercies are new every day is because we are allowing our regrets and our mistakes to have that loud voice and we are worshiping our mistakes. We are adding worth to our mistakes. We are adding it and we are elevating it to a pedestal in our life where we look at it and say, look, that is what I'm going to listen to today. But the Lord is constantly day after day. He's trying to tell us, look, my mercies are new every single morning, but let's us, let you, Jonah, you know, and person listening, except for us focusing on our mistakes, let us think about the fact that the Bible tells us, his word tells us to renew our thoughts, to take captive our thoughts every single day and make it obedient to Christ. And in those moments where we think about our failures, that is not obedient to Christ because Christ died for those failures. Those failures are gone in his eyes. They should be gone in our eyes as well. And so in the moments of scripture, where in like in 2 Corinthians 10, where it says, look, we we, we we as followers of Christ every single day have a choice to take captive all these thoughts that remind us how broken we are. And we are going to make it obedient to Christ by saying, yes, I am broken, but I am beautiful. I am a beautiful piano piece in your eyes. And so as we reflect today, we have an opportunity to say, Lord, your mercies for me, despite my heaviness, despite my fears, despite my flaws, my heaviness is real, but your mercy is even more real. And even though I might not feel your mercy right now, Lord, I want to choose you today. I want to choose your mercy today. I want to choose your forgiveness today. I admit that I am a mess up, but Lord, you are faithful to mess ups and you died for mess ups and you rose again so that no longer do I have to be, my identity doesn't have to be wrapped around my death, but it'd be wrapped around your victory. And when we say, Lord, I want to take captive my thoughts and make it obedient to you, we also think about the passages where, where, where Jesus tells his followers, he says, look, you, if you obey me and you follow me, that you will be made free. And those that are free are free indeed. And like, for instance, the, the, what, we, what we just talked about comes from John 8. 
When Jesus says, look, if you believe in me and you continue to walk with me, then you are my disciple. And this is John 8, 32. Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. My prayer, my hope is that the truth sets us free today. That we are not what we've done, but we are defined by the Savior and the Creator and the Sustainer of our lives. The Lord is faithful to renew you day by day by day by day. May we lean into him and his truth that will set us free today and no longer keep living and leaning into our past. And a practical application from this is this. And this is something that I do that I'll share with you as we close. For me, every single time, or I, I try to, every single time where I, I think about a past mistake or a regret or, or something that I've done that I know displeases God, at the moment when, when I'm starting to dwell on it, I, for one, I say, I rebuke this in the name of Jesus Christ, that this thought is not a pure and holy and noble thought, but this thought is, is, is making me look at myself as if I am the main character. And a practical thing that I do is when I think about those thoughts, I say, Lord, I need you, Lord, I need you, Lord, I need you, Lord, I need you. It's almost like a loop. And I just speak to the Lord. And I, I, I try to take captive those thoughts. So may we do that today. May we take captive these, these thoughts that are trying to tell us that we are failures and that the Lord isn't with us and the Lord has forsaken us and that we are not loved and we are not forgiven. All these thoughts, may we take it captive today and say, you know what? Despite my cringe, Lord, you give me beauty and you robe me in your majesty and your glory and your forgiveness and your love. Let us pray today. Lord God, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Lord, thank you that you are the same God that when I was sitting there at that point where I was writing and reflecting on my journals two, two years ago, Lord, where I was broken over my sin, Lord, you are the same God that is faithful to me then. You are the same faithful God to me when I was in my room in 2011 when, when I first cried out to you and said, Jesus, take my life. Lord, you were faithful to me even then and now and in my worst mistakes, God. Thank you that your love for us does not depend on our love for you and our obedience to you. But Lord, there is reward as we seek you and, and obey you and lean into you. Lord, you reward us with joy and with peace and with life, a life that goes beyond any life that this world can offer. And Lord, you give us a forgiveness that we long and search for. And Lord, my prayer, our prayer today is that our heavy hearts will no longer be, be obsessed with our mistakes, but be obsessed by your love and faithfulness. Lord, we need you so bad. And thank you that regardless of what we've done, Lord, we are forgiven. Lord, we are works in progress and we surrender this, this work, this vessel to you. In your name we pray and we surrender. Amen. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you so much. It's been such an honor to go through this series with you. And um, and if this is the last episode of this series, I just want to say that it, this has been such an awesome time in my life. It's been such a, 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 a needed reminder in my life that I am a work in progress. And, and I want you to be able to share what has the Lord done within you through this series. Um, please feel free to reach out, to share. My, my hope for this is that it becomes a community where we can be honest about what the Lord's doing within us. And that when we are weak, we know that he is strong and that we won't be, be, be put up walls between one another, regardless of our race or our gender or beliefs. We won't put walls up, but instead we will tear them down and say, look, I am human and I'm broken, yet I'm beautiful in the eyes of our creator, savior, and sustainer. So again, thank you so much for joining. And I look forward to talking to you next time. God bless you. See ya.